Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy, GD. In this episode, this special Hall of Fame episode, I'll be giving you a rundown of all the active players with 10 years or more in the league that should be considered for the Hall of Fame and some not will weigh the numbers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, guys, let's talk about the active players. Um, Right now, we're going over the Hall of Fame uh, again since uh, last weekend. Well, uh, September 11th, we saw uh, we saw the Hall of Fame inductions for the NBA. Well, for the the basketball Hall of Fame, we saw guys like Chris Webber going, Chris Bosh, um, Ben Wallace, even that dag on Paul Pierce, he got in. <laughs> um, Yolanda Griffin. Uh, also, we saw Coach uh, Jay Wright get in, and uh, Lauren Jackson as well. So, we saw uh, Bill Russell as a coach get in, Bobby Dandridge. So, I said, um, and a few others as well. I said, uh, Let's see. Let's let's look at um, you know, the current players. We, uh, I went over players from the 21st century that probably should get some consideration. Some yes, some not so much. So um, let's look at the active players. Um, now a few no-brainers: LeBron, obviously, uh, KD, James Harden. Even Kyrie Irving, I was looking at his numbers, I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, more likely than not, if his career were to end today, he'd go in. Um, Steph Curry, Carmelo Anthony. I I heard the guys on um, The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard and uh, Rob Parker, talking about um, Carmelo Anthony. I I, I think he's... Um, Probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Or uh, Rob Parker doesn't think so. But um and he actually poo-pooed some of the guys that got in this past uh induction. But um Carmelo he gets in, Chris Paul gets in, Russell Westbrook he'll get in eventually. So um a few guys the their books are still being written. Guys like Clay Thompson, uh Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. Jimmy Butler, uh, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, uh, Draymond Green, Zach Levine, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Dame Lillard, uh, Chris Middleton, who has an interesting case, um, um, Victor Oladipo, we got to see what he has there Julius Randle. We'll see what he does with the rest of his career. Nicolo, Nicolo, Nikola Jokic. Um, we'll see what the Joker can do the rest of his career. Jason Tatum seemed like he's his arrows pointing up as far as Hall of Fame goes. We'll see what the rest of his career looks like. Carl Anthony Towns is another guy. See what his career looks like, and then even. Uh, Jonas Valashunas, 
uh, even he has kind of a trajectory if you put the international play into the mix as well. So um, definitely an interesting case for those guys. But again, they have yet to still write their resumes. So um, let's take a look at guys. These are guys who played over 10 years in the league. And we'll take an honest look at it, their numbers and um and assess them. Let's start with Lamarcus Aldridge, who actually retired then unretired. Um, started out in Portland, uh, came in that 2006 draft. Uh, he's played in the, the league 15 years. Uh, he was the second pick overall. Actually, and the funny thing is. The draft pick belonged to the Knicks, but the Knicks in that Eddie Curry deal dealt that pick to Chicago, who in turn, um, they picked him second, but ended up dealing him to Portland in another deal. So um, so he ends up starting in Portland, um, played there solidly, then he... Um, Got the big contract from the San Antonio Spurs. And then from there, <clears throat> as of last year, he got bored out, went to the Nets. He played briefly with them. And then he had the, um, I believe it was the blood clots, something similar to Chris Bosh. So um, he decided to retire, but he's um, come back. So um, let's... Take a look at his numbers. Coming out of Texas, 6'11", 250 pounds. He could play either the um, the power forward center position sometimes if you want to um, put him there. Seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. Um, played in over 1,000 games, 1,029 to be exact. Averaged 19.4 points per game. 8.2 rebounds, 2 assists, a little over a block per game, shot at 49.1 from the field, a little over 81% from the free throw line. So, absolutely strong numbers. Um, I say he gets in. Um, if Based on these numbers here, I say he's uh, pretty much... A shoe in to get in, Lamarcus Aldridge. And you see the name doesn't scream Hall of Famer, but he has he has the numbers. He have the credentials here. Um, doesn't have the chip. Um, perhaps he gets that when he joins these guys with the Nets. We'll see. Uh, well, at least on paper, everybody's giving them the title, but that's another story. Anyhow, so let us move on to the next person, Mike Connolly. Mike Connolly. Um, came into the league, uh, coming out of that Ohio State program there. Um, he six six one, hundred seventy five pounds. Um, he was fourth overall in that two thousand and seven draft. Um, he had the one year where he was out with the knee. Uh, played in Memphis long time before. Moving on to Utah later in his career, um, 
He actually last year just made the All-Star game for the first time in his career. Um, uh, One-time All-Defense, uh, 886 games played, 14.9 points per game, so almost 15 points a game, 5.7 assists, 3 rebounds, 1.4 steals, um, shot at 40, nearly 44% from the field. Nearly 38% from three-point range, so he's very good out there. And a little over 82% from the free throw line. Very interesting case for Mike Connolly. It doesn't scream out Hall of Famer. Um, His numbers at least, especially with him just making the All-Star game. I I could grant you this, though. he spent his whole career in the West, so he has to go up against the likes of, <laughs> uh, at one time, Russell Westbrook was in, over there, Kobe Bryant, um, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard. So definitely, um, you know, he, his, his path to all-star games were always blocked by those guys, so... If you consider that, um, we have to see. We have to see. Um, I, I think him adding a chip would definitely get him definitely in the conversation. I'd say right now he's in the hall of very, very good, but not quite, not quite. So uh, that's where I would put him for the moment. Um DeMarcus Cousins, you, you, you hear this name, you like, especially what you've seen of him the last few years, you say, eh, but listen to these numbers, guys. Uh, I, I thought that too until I looked at the numbers. Uh, Boogie Cousins coming out of Kentucky, um, he was the fifth pick in that 2010 draft, um, 6'10", 270 pounds, Rock solid granite. Um, he's four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, played in over 600 games. He averages 20.4 points per game, 10.6 rebounds per game, a little over three assists per game, 1.4 steals per game, blocks per game, shot at 46% from the field, um, 33.4 from three-point range. He even has that, 73.7 free throws. Um, Yeah, I I looked at these numbers, I was like, wow. I even realized he had those type of numbers, but um, he came in with Sacramento. He had... um, he had fine career there. Then he moved on in that trade, um, that big trade that uh, New Orleans Pelicans made. Um, he formed kind of a twin towers over there with him and um, Anthony Davis. And I mean, he really flourished over there. Um, then he moved on to Golden State, then to Houston, then last year with the Clippers. Right now, he's um, no one has picked him up. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, um, I, I, like I, 
I, I realize he put up these eye-popping numbers, but um, I think still he will have to do more. Even with those numbers, man, those are gaudy numbers. Um, yeah, so I think he still has more work to do. Um, but and he especially doesn't have really the postseason success with those numbers. So uh, I think more has to be done for Cousins to get that consideration. But the numbers are there. They're pretty gaudy. Um, speaking of another guy with guardy numbers, DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, he also came in that 2010 draft. Um, he was the ninth pick, so he was picked four spots later after Cousins, um, 6'6", 220 pounds coming out of USC. Um, not the flashiest of players, but he did, he's, he's made, he too has made four all-star games. Two times all NBA, just like Cousins, um, played in uh, more than 200 more games than Cousins, uh, 881 games. He averages 20.1 points per game, 4.4 rebounds, 3.8 assists, and his assist numbers have really gone up in the past few years. Um Averaging a steal per game, shooting 46% from the field. Not a great three-point shooter, only 28.1%, and 83.3 from the three free throw line. Um, started his career in Toronto. Then he got moved in that uh, Kawhi Leonard deal. Went to uh, San Antonio. Stayed there, and actually his contract ran out, and he got um, he got a free agent deal with the Chicago Bulls. So now he's on the Bulls. Um, I say <laughs> these are solid numbers, man. They are. Um, he doesn't have the postseason success. It would have been nice if he had been on that championship Toronto team, but you know that that's why they brought over. Uh, Kawhi Leonard so um yeah doesn't have the postseason success there um he is really close guys really close um he had flirted with the idea of joining the Lakers I think if he had joined the Lakers and been a contributor over there I think that would put him right over the top for Hall of Fame right now I think eventually he does um, I think eventually he does, but again, you know, there's more, he still has more career ahead of him. So, uh, maybe he can, um, you know, solidify him getting in the hall. Um, let's move on. Mark Gasol, Mark Gasol, the brother of Paul Gasol, um, Mark Gasol, um, and listen to these numbers, man. Um, coming out of Spain, uh, he was drafted um, in the second round by the Lakers, 48th overall. Um, he came he came, came in with Memphis. <clears throat> Actually, um, he was drafted by the Lakers. Then he was dealt in that deal to bring over Paul Gasol to the Lakers. 
So in essence, he um, he began his career with the uh, Memphis uh, Grizzlies. Stayed there a long time before moving on to Toronto. And uh, at Toronto's where he got his chip. And then um, and then he moved on to the Lakers. Um, but the Lakers just just traded him or they released him. Um, he's no longer with the Lakers. So, um, again, came in to um, the league 2007, um, played 13 years, three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, uh, uh, one-time All-Defense defensive team, uh, one Defensive Player of the Year award he has, um, the one championship, of course. He's played 891 games, 14 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, shot at 48.1 from the field, uh, 36.3, 36% from three-point range, which is pretty good for a big um, 77.6 uh, free throws. Um I think he gets in. I think he gets in. Um, he has he has the the chip. He has a few All Star games in his under his belt. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. That's that's definitely something um, that helps his resume. Plus, he was on those strong span uh, Spain teams that's given the USA all it can handle. So. Definitely, yeah, I think Marcus Saul gets in along with his brother, who his brother will get in first. So let us move on. Um, Paul George. Paul George, um, he too came in that 2010 draft along with Cousins, DeRozan, um, and Paul George. Uh, in that draft, he was. 10th overall. Um, so he was right behind uh, DeRozan. Started out with Indiana. Um, then he got traded to OKC. Then he got traded to the LA Clippers, and that's where he is right now. 6'8, uh, 220 pounds, PG 13. Um, he can play. Uh, I have a position, shooting guard, small forward. Um, you can even play a little bit of power forward if you want to go there. Um, Seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defensive Team. Um, he has a, he uh, one year he led the uh, league in steals. He have a Most Improved Player award in his coffer. Um, he did have the broken leg um, that he healed from, um, and he's played over 700 games, 20.2 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Of course, he has 1.7 uh, steals per game, shooting 43.6 from the field. 38.4 from uh, the the three-point range, 
and about 84.7% free throw shooter. Um, Paul George, um, I say as it stands right now, he'll get in. Um, still more to be written for his career as well. Um, he's had some playoff success. Um, be nice if he could get that chip. But, um, yeah, yeah, I I think he gets in um, based off these numbers here. But, again, there's more to be written about him. Mo- Let's move on to Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, um, he was... He, he was actually two in that 2010 draft. He was right at the top of the draft, um, the number one pick. Uh, of course, he started out with the Clippers. Um, the Clippers got him in two, actually in 2009. Remember, he was out the whole year. Um, he, he had the injury there that kept him out the uh, entire year, so he actually started in 2010. Um, six-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA, he won Rookie of the Year, played in 668 games, um, started his career with the Clippers. We know his exploits there, getting Rookie of the Year, winning that slam dunk contest, going over the car. Uh, Then he moved on to Detroit, where he was uh, traded there, and then... um, Detroit bought him out. He went over to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is where he is right now. Um, uh, nearly a 21-point-per-game scorer, 8.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists per game, shooting 49.5 from the field. He started develop, developing himself into a three-point shooter, Right now, he's at 33.4%, um, 69.6 from the free throw line. Uh, Blake Griffin, definitely a strong case, very strong case for um, getting in the hall uh, for sure. 6'9", 250 pounds. Um, we know he was a high flyer earlier, early in his career. Um, then he had like a stretch um, between the Detroit Pistons and with the Brooklyn where he didn't even attempt to dunk. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's still more to be written. Again, if Brooklyn gets their chip, um, you add that to his resume, then it really looks great. I think I think Blake Griffin gets in, though. Uh, let's move on. Uh Serge Ibaka, the man from the Congo, uh, 6'10", 235 pounds, uh, came into the league 2009. He came in that draft, uh, 24th overall. Actually, no, it wasn't that draft he came. He came in the 2008 draft, and then he played overseas for two years before he came to the uh the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh he played for the Thunder, then he moved on to Orlando, then to Toronto, and then to the Clippers, where he still is. Uh three time defensive player, uh two time um two times he led the league in blocks. 
He has the one championship. Hasn't made an all-star game. Um, yeah, so that's definitely interesting. Uh, played in nearly 850 games. Averaged 12.5 points per game. 7.3 rebounds. Averages two blocks per game in his career. Uh, 51.4% uh, percent um, from the field. Um, he started developing it, developing it himself into a three-point shooter as well. He shoots 35.9 from three-point range and nearly 76% from the free throw line. Definitely an interesting case. Curious that he hasn't made an all-star game yet in his career. I don't think he at this point he'll make one, but uh, definitely an interesting case. He has all the defensive numbers um, that you'd like to see. Um, definitely, um, I say he gets consideration. Will he get in? Maybe, probably not. But um, if if he had made a couple of All Star games, then I say yes. But he's very close to me. He's very close, guys. So. Um, now, here's another guy with an interesting case here. Um, Andre Iguodala, uh, coming out of the uh, University of Arizona, 6'6", 215 pounds, known as Iggy. Uh, he came into the league 2004, and he's still playing now. Um, he was ninth in that 2004 draft, um, drafted by... The Philadelphia 76ers playing over there with um, Allen Iverson. Um, played there. Played in Denver. He played also with Golden State where he got the three championships. Then he moved on to Miami. Now he's back with Golden State again. Trying to uh, get those guys back on track. So, um, Iguodala only made one All-Star game. Two-time All-Defense, three-time champion, uh, one Finals MVP, um, near, um, nearly 1,200 games played, 11.6 uh, points per game, five rebounds, 4.2 assists, uh, a steal and a half per game. Um, he shot 46.3 from the field. 33.3 from three-point range. He kind of, he's another one who kind of developed himself into a three-point shooter. Um, nearly 71, 71% um, from the free throw line. Definitely an interesting case for Iguodala. Um, having the chip helps. Having those chips help, three of them. Being a finals MVP definitely helps his cause as well. Um... He's right there. He's right there, guys. Uh, I know, you know, the Rob Parkers of the world will say no way, no how, but he, these numbers here, it's hard to ignore. I mean, he, he's not even scoring 12 points per game in his career. That's kind of tough uh, to see that. But um, 
Otherwise, he's got the accolades to get in. Um, I say it's close. I don't think he gets in, but it is closer than you think, guys. Trust me. Um, let's move on to another one-time All-Star, um, All-Star player who you might have to consider. Um, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez out of Stanford, seven, seven foot tall, 282 pounds. Started his career with the Nets, uh, came in at 2008 draft, drafted 10th overall. Um, the one all-star appearance I told you about, all, one-time all-defense. He just got his championship last year with Milwaukee Bucks, played 855 games, six point, 16.5 points per game, 6.3 reba- rebounds. Um, nearly two blocks a game at 1.8, uh, shot at 49.4% from the field. Um, and he too developed his, uh, long game, 34% from three point range and 79.6 from the free throw line. I know those are not eye popping numbers. Um, again, he started with the nets. Then he uh, moved moved on when they went to Brooklyn. He was there um, to the L.A. Lakers. He went there and then to Milwaukee where he presently resides. Um, th- these aren't sexy numbers, but they you know they you kind of raise the eyebrow a bit with um, with what he's done here. So do I think he makes it? I don't think he does, but. Hey, you got to consider. Um, here's another guy you got to consider. And I didn't think so until I looked at the numbers. Kevin Love. Kevin Love uh, coming out of UCLA, playing over there with Russell Westbrook. Um, six, um, six, eight, six foot eight, 215 pounds. Started his career with Minnesota and then moved over to Cleveland. Um, injury plague career, but not as injury plagued as you think, uh, started out 2008. Uh, he came, came fifth in overall in that draft, um, five-time all-star, two-time all-NBA. He led the league in rebounding, most improved player, um, award. He has one championship that he got with Cleveland, um, him, LeBron, and Kyrie um, played in 738 games, averaging 18 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists, 44.2% from the field, 37% from three-point range, very good for a big man, uh, and 82.8% from the free throw line. Um I think Kevin Love gets in. I I think he gets in with those kind of numbers. Um, and I understand. I get it that Cleveland wants to move on from him right now. Wherever he goes next, I think he can st- still put up numbers if he's healthy. That's the whole thing with him, if he's healthy. But I say if his career was to end today, I think he gets in. I think Kevin Love gets in. Again, that won't thrill the um, the Rob Parkers of the world, but he has the numbers here, guys. I just read them to you, so 
Um, let's move on here. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry um, came into the league 2006, coming out of that Villanova program, six foot tall, 196 pounds, uh, 24th overall in that 2006 draft. Um, it took him a while to develop, guys. Um, he, he started out in Memphis, then moved on to Houston where he, he kind of saw flashes of what, what he could be. Um, eventually moved on to the uh, Toronto Raptors where he eventually got his chip. And now he signed the deal with Miami, so he's over there now. So, um, six-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA. He got the championship, like I said, 960 games played, nearly 15 points per game, uh, over six assists per game, 4.4 rebounds, 1.3 steals per game, 42.4 from the field, 34.3 34.3 from three-point range, not not too shabby. Um, 73.6 from uh, the free throw line. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Um, 80, 81.2 from uh, the free throw line. And I'm sorry, his his actual um, three-point uh, percentage is 36.8. That's not too shabby there, yeah. So, um, Kyle Lowry is someone you definitely have to consider with the six all-star appearances. That definitely helps his, uh, helps. He has the NBA championship and he was a vital piece to that puzzle. Um, yeah, I think he gets strong, strong consideration. I'll be interested to see what he does in Miami. Um, what he does for that team, but I say Kyle Lowry. Uh, it's not an exciting name, but I think it's a name that could get in. Uh, let's move on. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap also in that 2006 draft, and he went much later than Kyle Lowry. He went second round, the 47th pick overall, coming out coming out of uh, Louisiana Tech. Same place as Carl Malone so the similarities are there went to Utah just like Carl Malone um he he's played 15 years in the league started with Utah like I said who then went over to Atlanta then to Denver and um became a free agent this past off season now he's joining the likes of the Brooklyn Nets so we'll see if he can he doesn't have that chip yet. Maybe jumping on over here. Maybe he gets. We'll see. Uh, four-time All-Star. One-time All-Defensive Team. Um, 1,052 games played. 13.7 points per game. 7.2 rebounds. 2.2 assists. 1.3 steals per game. A block per game. Shooting 49% from the field. That's good. 34.3 from three-point range. He kind of developed himself into a three-point shooter. And 73.6 from the free throw line. Millsap has an interesting case. I don't think he gets in. But, um, again, uh, 
if he gets that chip over there in Brooklyn and kind of the role he plays in that, I think could kind of help him in the conversation. But I think right now he's not just there yet. Here's an interesting case. Um, and I had to kind of look at this really hard, but he has a case, man. He has one. Ray John Rondo. Ray John Rondo. Um, he came in another guy in that 2006 draft. Um, a few jewels in this draft. Um, he went late. He went a few picks before Lowry at 21. Um, Boston Celtics drafted him. Um, 6'1", 180 pounds, played with Boston, then move over to Dallas, then to Sacramento, then to Chicago, then he played with the New Orleans Pelicans, then he played with the L.A. Lakers, um, moved on to Atlanta Hawks, last year he played with the Clippers, and now he just resigned back with the Lakers. Bounced around quite a bit, but four-time All-Star, Four-time All Defense, All Defensive Team, um, one-time All NBA. He's led the league in assists three times. He's led the league in steals once. He has two championships. He's played in nine nine hundred and eighteen games. Uh, averages ten points per game, eight over eight assists per game. 4.6 rebounds, um, shot at 45.8 from the field. Um, only thing, 60, uh, nearly 61% from the free throw line. And ironically, that pick that Boston made was actually originally a Laker pick. So go figure. He eventually found his way there. But um, Ray John Rondo, you look at the name, you say, huh. But you look at these uh, accolades here, you, you got to consider him, man. The two championships very looks very strong on here. Um, one he got with Boston, one he got with L.A. One of the few, if any, players to get with both of those franchises. So, Rajon Rondo has a strong case, man. He really does. Um, let's move on. Uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, very interesting case. First overall coming out of Memphis, playing under um, John Calipari. Uh, D. Rose, as he's affectionately known, uh, 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, came in that 2008 draft, like I said, first overall. Um, started out with Chicago. Uh, went on to the Knicks. Then he went to Cleveland, um, then to Minnesota, to Detroit, and then back with the Knicks again, where he's resu really resurrected himself. Uh, 12 years overall, three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA. He has a Rookie of the Year, and he has a league MVP. Uh, 664 games, 18.5 points per game. 5.5 assists, 3.3 rebounds, shot at 50, uh, 45.7% from the field, um, nearly 83% from um, the, uh, the free throw line. 
Um, Derrick Rose, based on the accolades here, I say he gets in. I say he gets in. I say this, um, what he does with the Knicks will definitely help his cause. The guy is a league MVP. The guy is a rookie of the year. Um, it's not often you get both of those combinations and a guy not make the, the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he gets in. Uh, let's move on quickly. Uh, Nikolai Fusovic. Fusovic's um, coming out of UCLA. Um, 6'11", 260 pounds. Um, drafted in that 2011 draft, 16th overall. He was he was taken by Philly. Um, he only played half a season with Philly before he got dealt in the trade uh, a trade deadline deal to Orlando, and that was one of those deals where um, kind of <laughs> helped Orlando. That's for sure. He's been rock solid there. Um, played there for the bulk of his career. He got dealt again this last season during the trade deadline to Chicago, and now he's in Chicago playing. Uh, Two-time All-Star, 668 games played, nearly 17 points per game, 10.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He shoots 49.7 from the field. Um, he too developed his three point game, 35.7, uh, three, uh, from three point range, 75.6 from the line. Um, interesting case, interesting case. I think is more to be written in terms of his career goes. Um, I say he has to do a little bit more to make it in the hall. He has nice numbers, nice, strong numbers. So we'll see. Uh, Kimba Walker. Next, um, coming out of UConn program, six foot tall, 184 pounds. Um, he's been in the league uh, 10 years, uh, playing with Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets. Then moving on to Boston in that free agent deal, played a couple of years there. Um, but he had the knee, knee issues over there, got dealt to OKC. OKC bought him out. Now he's with the New York Knicks. So, he uh, four-time All-Star. He was picked ninth in that 2011 draft, along with uh, Nikolai Vucevic. He was in that draft as well. Uh, four-time All-Star, um, one-time All-NBA, played in over 700 games, nearly 20-point scorer per game, 5.4 assists, 3.8 rebounds, uh, 1.3. Uh, steals per game, nearly 42% from the field, a 36% three-point uh, three shooter, and 84% from the line. Um, I think there's more to be written in his career. What he does in New York, I think, definitely goes a long way with the spotlight on him. And um, he's in the Hall of Very Good, but not yet. Let's see what he does in New York. And then lastly, um, John Wall. Uh, John Wall. Uh, coming out of that Kentucky program, 2010, another guy first overall. Played a long time for Washington. Then he got dealt in that Russell Westbrook trade to Houston. 
where he's now trying to uh, they're trying to deal him out of there. They may have to buy him out. That's the way it goes. Uh, five-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, one-time All-Defensive Team. He's played in 613 games, a little over 19 points per game, nine, a little over nine assists per game, 4.3 rebounds, 1.7 steals per game, shooting just over 43% from the field. Only 32.3 from three-point range. Not that great a three-point shooter. Um, and nearly 78% um, percent from the free throw line. Um, I say he still has more work to do as well. Um, where he lands and what he does there will definitely be considered um, as far as how far he goes. So, so that's my active players, guys, as far as that goes. Um, next, I'll probably break down the Bird era players, then the players just before that era, uh, and a few WNBA players as well. So hang on tight. There's more to do, guys, in this Hall of Fame special, these Hall of Fame special episodes on all things basketball with GD. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at ThatSportsDudeGD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.